Thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. With me, as always, your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. Did you like the pausing for dramatic effect? I did. It gave me chills. I, I waited until you made a face. I was like, "Let's." I want. I want this to make him uncomfy. You know, I really want him to feel it. And then it did, and I was. I was thrilled with that. So, uh, I'm your other co-host, Cam, and we are here with you this week. Big week. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four came out over the weekend. Pew 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 pew. That's exactly the sound. What the sound effects sound like in that movie. If you haven't <laughs> seen it yet, that that's that's it right there. Pew pew the pew creative, pew. The creative choice there was absolutely shocking. It was shocking, and yet it fit. It fit because because John Wick is is nothing if not groundbreaking. You know, like I think <laughs> years ago, or even a little bit, whenever the first movie came out people kind of didn't fully know what to think of it because it was it was so unabashedly just a high-octane action movie. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at it, I would say that John Wick, Chapter 1, uh, of the first three, I won't show my hand, but of the yep. first three, uh, was my favorite just because I find it to be so groundbreaking and so grounded because it's it's starting at the beginning and things like that but if you go back and look at reviews on like imdb and stuff like that you can find some older ones where people are like i don't know how i feel about this like this is i feel like i should think this is cheesy but i love it it's like it was kind of ahead of its time it was i really think that the choice to add the sesame street characters and the muppets in this one really blew my Mm. mind though i just the pew 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 the muppets i mean the fact that we were in space it really was a different color on john wick altogether it's definitely kirk it's supposed to be spoiler free supposed to be spoiler gosh dang it kirk oh i'm so sorry also what were you expecting kirk it's the fourth movie i mean they have to keep (laughs) scaling up there's only so far you can go, right? But go I big mean, or go home. They got to keep up with Fast and the Furious. <laughs> they have to go to space. If Fast and the Furious goes to space, John Wick has to go to space. That's the rules. <laughs> That's just the way that it is. Um, <laughs> so no, this this will be a spoiler free review of John Wick Four, and this will be the only episode of Popcorn for Breakfast this week. So no, what's popping this week? There's not a ton going on from a news perspective. There's a couple of little things. There's obviously you know the elephant in the room is is the Jonathan Majors allegations that are going on right now. But Kirk and I kind of huddled up on that and we're just thinking it is very early on that. And oftentimes, whenever you try to have a take on something like this that is still a developing situation, um, you end up looking pretty silly. So we don't want to give a take one way or the other until we know what's going on. But just hoping that, you know, whoever is the victim and whatever the situation that it gets sorted out and that justice is served and and everyone is good and safe and healthy and moving on that. So that'll be where we leave that for now. Um, Though I know we have certainly sang the praises of Jonathan majors on this podcast for his work on the screen. And so that is something that we will address if, you know, as it, as it kind of develops and as the dust settles, but right now it's just kind of, Still too nebulous to know what is actually happening there. But that's right. That's right. We want to get all the information. We don't want to look like there's, you know, egg, as they say, on our face. Because yeah. that just that's just silly. Then we got a retcon stuff. So we're gonna gather the information. We're gonna collect the data 
collect it with us, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about it afterwards. It's yeah, because like if you're ever on Twitter when one of these things happens and there are, you know, there somebody's arrested for something or what have you. And, 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 and um, certainly during like the Ezra Miller stuff, when that was going on and, and even during the, the Will Smith slap slap situation, the hot take machine gets rolling and everybody has all these opinions. And then as the night goes on or as the days pass, more information comes out, more information comes out. And sometimes it adds clarity to your original position. And that's great. Good for you. Lucky. And sometimes it just makes you look like an idiot. So <laughs> did we learn nothing from 12 angry men? I know look at the evidence. Right. Come on, come on. So, so we'll find out. And we'll, we'll be watching you know. it and we'll be posting about it as relevant. So we're still going to, we're still going to cover it here, but not for now, not for this week. For this week, we're going to focus on John Wick Chapter 4. We're going to be dishing out a spoiler-free review. So if you haven't been with us in a couple of weeks and you're like, wait, spoiler-free, yeah, we are going back to spoiler-free reviews. We feel good about that. Hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Um, we got it kicked off with Shazam last week, and we're going to do it again this week. Um, so let's get into it, Kirk. John Wick and- Chapter 4. Don't forget, tease the game so they stay the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah, of course. Kirk has a game. Kirk has a game, and your game is called? Body Count. Ooh. And if you've ever seen a John Wick movie, which I you know, I think most people have at this point, bodies, there are many. There are many bodies that are hitting the, hitting the floor. And <laughs> in this particular movie, many hundreds of stuntmen were thrown down many sets of stairs. So... <laughs> Uh, we there. I can't even imagine how many there were. So I, I'm expecting your game to have as many bodies as as the uh, John Wick series. You, you know, like this is not a spoiler, but you know, like in the Mario games where like shy guy pops up, like there's like thousands of shy guys that keep popping up out of tunnels. Yeah, like and you can't keep up with them. I imagine that the stuntmen <laughs> in John Wick <laughs> were just popping up and then rolling down. They just have a whole bunch of them. Up. They just they they come out of a like a like an elevator through the floor and they just throw them down the stairs exactly. until they get the, the aesthetic that they want. It's so absolutely absurd. Many, so many stuff and so many stairs. There exactly. are so many times when I watch a John wick movie that I think did John wick kill more people than he said words in this movie. Like <laughs> were there more people killed by him than words that came out of his mouth? And honestly with a lot of them, it feels like it has to be close. We have to go back and do the count. <laughs> do the count. Count it up. Uh, man, it's the best. Action movies for the win. But yeah, let's get into it. John Wick, Chapter 4. We've been waiting forever. So forever for this movie. Um, it was supposed to come out. Kirk, was it was it last May or was it the May before that? Well, I don't know anymore. It was I know. going to come out. On your birthday in 2020 or your birthday in 2021, I don't know which one. Oh, it was. I think it was going to come out in my, on my birthday in 2021, and then okay. it got delayed to 22, and then they delayed it a whole another year. Yeah, just weird disaster. Um, so it it's kind of it was a little bit surreal, like walking into the theater knowing that we were seeing this, especially since um, you and I kind of talked and we had never seen a John Wick movie in theaters because we had both just been watching it on digital all these years i don't really know why that's the case but um here we are so this was the first time we both got to see a john wick movie in theaters and now we're going to get into our spoiler free review the one caveat i will give you is that it's spoiler free for chapter four there will almost almost certainly 
like specifically in the synopsis that I'm about to give, be spoilers for chapter three. So if you haven't seen chapter three um, and and its predecessors, then watch out for that. But otherwise, it is spoiler-free for this movie. So let me get into it with the synopsis. So John Wick chapter three really ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. He has been um, shot by Winston and fallen off of a building, basically left for dead. The high table, um, you know, John Wick, I think actually at the end of chapter two is issued excommunicado from the whole high table organization and spends all of the third movie in that status and is still in that status in this movie. So he is trying to uh, turn the table on the high table and just basically finish his revenge tour. And the only way he sees the ability to do that is to take down the entire high table. So now you've got uh, at the end of the third movie, Winston and the Bowery King uh, sort of teaming up. They've decided we're going to take on the, the high table and they're basically John's only allies in, in like the entire world at this point. And everyone else is trying to kill him because the number that's on his head that's been decided by the high table is extremely high. Um, so that is effectively where we're at in this movie. And John wick quickly finds himself just in a whole heap of trouble. Trying, He's trying to find places to go places he can find refuge. And he is, I think, it's safe to say this is sort of like the most vengeful version of John Wick that we have ever seen at the beginning of this movie because now he feels like, you know, he had to get shot by Winston just so Winston could keep his position at the Continental. And now it's like, well, there's only one way that all of this is going to end, and it's if I burn the whole thing down and he's, like, ready to go. So... I, I don't feel like I can say too much more on the synopsis without giving much away, but um, that's effectively where we're at. I mean, he, he finds himself early in the film in at the Osaka Continental and kind of links up with some old friends. There are lots of old friends throughout the movie, um, but that's that's the you know the table setting for this one. That's the funniest part of it. It's like this is the time uh, teaming up with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and goodness, I can't remember his name, but uh, of course, Winston, the hotel manager of the New York Continental. And he, yes, he does. He shoots him off the roof. Yeah, and Ian McShane. Did. Sorry. Ian McShane. Thank you. And that is who he the only people that will team up with him and move on, which is just like crazy. Like if someone shot me off a roof, that's it. Like I'm not coming back to that person, but. <laughs> Keanu, man, he's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. And uh, I know he'll he'll be, he'll be have my back. Like, I don't know when they talked after that, if it was like a couple days. Yeah, couple, unclear. Whatever. <laughs> but man, it was so, it was so crazy. Yeah, I, I don't understand. But, uh, you know, I don't live in the John Wick first, but maybe one day, maybe I can. Yeah, it's it's basically like he, he just knew that Winston had to do what he had to do. And... It's funny that like Winston could be like, all right, I have to do this. I'm going to shoot shoot John Wick to keep my position. And then also I'm going to go work with the Bowery King to take down the high table. So he needs his position to be privileged in that whole yeah. cycle and to fly under the radar. But it's uh, quite the web, quite the web here. Um, let's get into this, Kirk. Whole new cast of characters in this movie. Lots of newcomers onto the scene. Um, 
nobody of as the same uh, you know of the same star power as say like Halle Berry in the third movie, but there are there are lots of big names here. So let's talk about it first with and the Oscar goes to which goes to our best actor in the movie, and I am going with Mr. John Wick himself, Keanu Reeves. Um, I love this performance, and we were just talking about how he says very few words. I think I I read that he actually was responsible for much of his own dialogue getting cut from this movie because he wanted to make sure he was being very deliberate about where John was at in this film, and so he had some say in the edit. And John Wick only says 380 words in the entirety of this uh, two-hour and 38-minute film. Um, What I like about this performance is John Wick is just really as conflicted as he has ever been. Um, I think he feels, you know, he sort of starts the movie in this place of just vengeance at all costs one man band I'm going all the way to the top I'm doing it myself I have to because I I don't want to put any of my acquaintances or or any friends that I have left in this world at risk Um, but the movie starts with him doing something that I think was surprising and just kind of like set the tone for the entire film and it's pretty high octane from that point on but what I like about John Wick is he is a man of very, very simply principles. He just, he has principles. He believe he believes in right and wrong. And he is the one person who has the skill set and has the humanity in him to potentially take on the high table and win. And that's why he is, you know, inspiring to people like the Bowery King, people like Winston. They believe in this cause that he has created And Keanu balances that so well because he's faced a a ton of times in this movie faced with this situation where he's got one destination. He's going all the way to the end to finish this thing. And yet he has these, these little fleeting moments where he has a chance to do something, uh, you know, merciful or, 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 or a human thing or, or, or whatever, something that, where he gets in a situation where his revenge tour is at odds with his principles. And I love watching that tug and pull in him. You can see it all over his face, um, which is, a, which was a new level for John wick, I think as a character in his arc and for Keanu Reeves playing this character, this felt like John wicks, James Bond star power type movie where it's like, all right, we all know who John Wick is, and now just watch the star power happen. Just watch the power of that character take over the film, and that's because Keanu just embodies this character in such a unique way. Um, It's not flashy in terms of the types of things he's doing from an acting perspective. The movie is obviously very flashy, but it's consistent. It's super consistent as John Wick, and um, there's just something really endearing about it and aside from all of that there is of course as has been present in every single one of these films insane fight choreography and stunt work that he's doing on top of it because I think he did like 90% of his own stunts the fight choreography is is positively insane throughout this whole franchise and definitely in this film and that's part of an acting performance too hit your marks look good doing it Um, and he he does a master class in that so for me, it's Keanu all the way. Well, that's funny because I also chose Mr. John Wick 
Keanu Reeves himself. It's that simple. I mean, when you go and see this movie, can you really actually think about seeing this with any other actor in the main role? The answer is absolutely not. What's so great about this character, and I I thought to myself, like, why... Why do I like watching this movie? Why do I like watching this franchise? Why would anyone else like watching this franchise? Yeah, there's explosions, there's knife throws, there's gunfire, there's near misses, there's near-death experiences, but you get to do it at the safety of your couch or theater. Why do we enjoy this? Well, it's because we like to imagine that if we were in that mode, if we were in fight or flight, we like to imagine ourselves as the hero. uh, And we like to imagine that we would be the hero fighting for the right cause. And just as Cam said, this is someone who has the right principles and strong values, mores, whatever. And getting to see that visually to the nth degree is so, so exciting. And it just makes you want more and more. And that's what each... Each uh, episode of this, John Wick Chapter 1, John Wick Chapter 2, John Wick 3, Parabellum, and this, it elevates to a new level every single time. Uh, What I also uh, have said time and time again is that I really am looking for a performance that stands out when I give my end of the Oscar goes to. And typically I'm giving it to someone, usually, who does give the most thoughtful performance, who is very... Uh, who puts in so much work and as also like Cam said, the, the way that this performance is, there's a lot of work there, but it's not uh, like other characters who are also doing a good job where they are, they're really, really pushing to find those tactics. We know who John Wick already is, but we see a very different side of him in this film. Uh, I got the opportunity to watch all three of these before watching the fourth one. I watched them basically every night leading right up to John Wick 4, so that was pretty exciting. And what I remember from when I watched the the streaming from my original viewing is that I wasn't a fan of the acting the first time that I watched each of these movies. And so I turned the first one on. I'm like, I know I love the action. I know the story is compelling. I love the idea of this secret underworld of values. And it's almost, it is my feel like and I get to the scene where John's tied up and in John Wick one and he says yeah I'm thinking I'm back and I remember thinking that was overdone when I first saw it and when I saw it the second time I'm like no no it's very good <laughs> it's very very good and so that's what I as I as I watched the other ones back I just saw how detailed and how incredibly Uh, structured the John Wick character is and that is why it's right in front of our faces it's done so well and yet we can't even see the amount of artistry and hard work that Keanu is giving us until you you rewatch these which I'm excited to watch John Wick for a second time hopefully in theaters but if not somewhere streaming or purchased whatever because I know I'm gonna uh, enjoy it that much more bang on man I love it that's good stuff all right, let's talk about uh, supporting roles. Oh man, this is this is a toughie. There were tons of tons of new characters sort of teased in the promotional materials for this movie. Um, the one I'm going with is awesomely the one that I was most excited about heading into this movie, which is my man, Mister Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen, 
Uh, if you've if you've listened to this podcast, if you're an OG listener, somebody who's been around since the beginning, or if you've ever talked to me about martial arts movies, first of all, I apologize. I really love martial arts movies. I love watching them. Um, I think they're an absolute blast. But you have almost certainly heard me uh, sing the praises of Donnie Yen if you've been involved in in this show since the beginning, and that's because this dude is is a beast. He, he's he is Bruce Lee, you know, he, he, he feels like my Bruce Lee, like just, um, our generation's best martial arts, um, actor, someone with insane physical abilities and just unimaginable, unfathomable amounts of swag. This dude is just un. he has the charm. He has the polish, all of it, star power. It's really, it really comes down to that. He has the it factor and, that's really all you need to know about Donnie Yen. He brings it in this movie. And I didn't know when the next time I was going to get to see a legit Donnie Yen martial arts performance or action movie performance. I know he was in Mulan, and I really enjoyed him in that movie. But I wanted something more, and I really wanted him to be able to shine. And this was it, man. He was all over this thing, putting his imprint all over this movie. Um, he was making just insane physical uh, combat maneuvers. He was also just an incredible character actor in this movie. He had a character chiseled out here. He played it to a T. He was cocky, but he had layers, and it was it was a full-blown, really good acting performances. I think he's most well-known for the Ip Man franchise of martial arts films. That's sort of his big franchise. And, um, you know, that character is so incredible, but is also so reserved. And this character was sort of a different side of Donnie Yen that I was really excited to see. Um, there was an added layer that his character um, is blind, and so a lot of his combat involved that mechanical uh, difference to it. And he just really took that intentionally, and I know the director, obviously the stunt crew, everybody was working really closely with him on that, but it was really thoughtful and um, they did it in a way that made a ton of sense, and uh, I just loved it. I, I think Donnie Yen is just so freaking cool, and he brought the exact right energy to this movie, and I couldn't get enough. I, I wanted I wanted more all the way to the very end. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the Academy has agreed once again, Donnie Yen, for my <laughs> scene stealer. Um, I am someone who has not watched the Ip Man series, which brought Donnie Yen to the forefront. I also was a huge martial arts fan as a kid. Mostly I leaned in on the Jackie Chan films. In fact, I just even started watching the most recent police story uh, sequel. I mean, I, I just love, <laughs> I love those stories. I love that type of, of artistry of fighting there. There really is an art to it, a beauty of it. Um, so I was very excited to finally not be forced, but it's hard when you when you have so much hype on a movie. Like Cam has been saying, watch it, man. Watch it, man. Watch it, man. And I haven't done it because he needs to stop telling me to do it because it's, it's going to force me not to watch it. But now <laughs> I'm going to watch it now that I got to, a chance to see him in full force action like this. Um, he, he's really quite incredible. So on the flip side of, in most cases, I would have chosen him uh, for for how, how layered his performance is, right? But Keanu took the cake for me on this one. Donnie Yen is able to balance this very, um, you know, he's lost everything in, in the world is, is where we find Donnie Yen. And to a point where it's, 
um, it's comical at times because of how careless he is when we see Donnie Yen fight characters throughout this film. Uh, it's, I mean, it's almost like, uh, speaking of Jackie Chan, almost like the drunken master where he's, he's finding found objects. He's uh, barreling through and just taking people out left and right. It's very exciting because you're like, how in the world does this man survive in this, in this, how, how is he going to be still in this underworld of, of mafia hitmen and this code? And how is he going to be successful at it and not just be eliminated immediately? And it's very exciting to watch that play out. It's very uh, it keeps you on your toes for sure because every every bit of it from the start to the finish, how he survives is an absolute anomaly and I love every moment of it. Uh, Donnie Yen brings an absolute just electrifying uh, jolt to this franchise that you didn't think you need. It's always a risk when you add someone, uh, a new character every single time with every single installment of a film franchise. And he definitely stepped up to the plate. He knew and understood this world and it was very refreshing and gave the right relationship uh, structure to John Wick himself. So great job, Donnie, getting the scene stealer times two. Dude, yes. It's, I mean, what I love about it a lot is that, um, you know, the the director, uh, Chad Stileski and or, or Stelsky, or sorry, Stahelski and his team, they didn't just, it, this wasn't a gimmick, you know, with Donnie Yen. And it could have been. You know, I think a lot of lesser people would have just been like, well, we got to get Donnie Yen. We got the money for it. We're bringing in Donnie Yen. If he's a martial arts guy, we'll just let him do his thing. Like, no, they brought him in and then they knew how they wanted to use him and they let mm-hmm. him do his thing. And that's, that's awesome because I think there has to be structure and there has to be design and that was clearly there. So I, I, I just, man, I was so happy. So happy. Um, all right, let's move into the production side of these movies. I mean, if you've seen a John Wick movie, um, they are known for a very iconic visual aesthetic. You know, beautiful color grading, really cool stylish cinematography, as well as editing and uh, fight choreography that's insane, stunt work that's insane, found object fighting, all kinds of things. So we're probably going to get into one of those things. Uh, but... That's what we're going to be looking at. Like, does this stack up with some of the others or does it exceed it? Um, let's start with Showstopper, which is the thing that blew us away the most, the, the best thing in our opinion. In my opinion, it's the lighting. I have to go with the lighting this time. Oh, my gosh. It is just, it's beautiful. And um, storytelling through lighting, which is which is really cool, Um the budget of this movie was much larger than any of the previous John Wick movies, which is interesting because these movies have never done super duper well in theaters. They've done well, but they've never been like billion dollar films or anything like that, but they have done really well um, on VOD and as kind of word of mouth grows about these movies and things like that. Um, And so they got a bigger budget this time and man, did they put it to work with Tons of great practical effects, massive um, set pieces and and different uh, filming locations and things like that that they could use that were probably expensive. But for me, it's the lighting, the way they rigged up the lighting, the way they used the lighting. Um, it's constant. You know, we t- I talked about earlier how John Wick doesn't say that many words. Well, he doesn't have to because all the context is there. And so many of the different ways that they tell the story is through color and through uh, shading and lighting and the way that they 
show light reflecting off of different characters' faces or show light behind characters, show them as silhouettes. Um, and, and they're telling a story with that. And it's really interesting because sometimes with the lighting, they're not ready to tell you the whole thing. They're ready to tell you where the character's at right now, but not necessarily where they're going um, in sort of a foreshadowing way. But I just really liked it. There's one scene uh, that I can think of in particular where, uh, you know, you're, in, in the John Wick universe, you're constantly <laughs> walking up on people that you don't really know who they are, that, you know, they have to act like, oh, this is, you know, some old acquaintance because in that world, that's what it is. And they can't, if they took time to explain it to us, it would make it goofy and, and silly, whatever. Well, in this movie, they use lighting to help tell that story and to help introduce us to characters. There's one time where they walk into this place in Germany and there's a guy sitting at the end of the room and you know nothing about this guy. You've just, you've just seen him. They haven't really said anything about him, but there's a light, um, like a series of lights behind him that when the camera is angled just right, make it look like he's sitting in a throne. And so you're like, right away, you're like, okay, this is somebody of significance. And um, constantly at the beginning of the movie when John Wick is just sort of in his um, blind with, with rage state or revenge mode, we see him in almost entirely red for good portions of the movie, depending on what he's doing and who he's talking to. So... It's just insanely well done. It also looks great. The aesthetic of it is just extremely easy on the eyes and makes for a really enjoyable uh, watching experience. So it's the lighting bar none for me that that took it away in this one. You're incredibly easy on the eyes, Kim. Thanks, man. I, I needed that. I needed that this week. <laughs> you are. You are. You look good on camera. You look good in that podcast chair. Wish I could. Wish I could wink. I'd do one of those real cheesy like. Hold ding. on. You said you wish you could. No, wink? I can. I can. I can oh. technically <laughs> wink, but it's not like. It's not an attractive wink. I can do it. It's just not like do one it. of these. Do no. it. I'll tell you. Handsome. There you go. This is so. this is easy. I don't know why you doubt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep mine short because this is a spoiler-free episode, but there is a battle scene in this film, and there is an aerial shot of this battle scene, something Rough. we've not seen before in this John Wick world. Uh, oftentimes we're like, it almost feels like we are, uh, like in GoldenEye, N64, James Bond, GoldenEye, like we, like almost like we're holding the gun most of the time or, or right physically within the, within the action, John Wick one through three, and even in John Wick four. But there is a sequence in this film where we see a, a fight play out where we are above it and it is mesmerizing. Like, I don't know how I feel about it yet because I'm still processing it. And what's really cool about this scene, again, spoiler free, is that we get a taste of it, a very strong, uh, lengthy taste of it. Then we cut back to what we're used to. And then we go back to that kind of shot. And my mind was blown. My mind was really blown. I didn't think that when we, f we first cut to that, uh, to that shot that it would work. And man, did it work. It is very exciting, very satisfying, and just continues to uh, creatively display how big, how active, and how visual this world is. So that's my showstopper. Yeah, that was the scene <laughs> where it was like the one time I vocalized anything to you during this entire movie. I just leaned over and was like, 
bro. With, with, with like the approving <laughs> nod because it was so sick. So sick. Yeah. And what's so cool is that during that whole scene, you're seeing people that John Wick is not yet aware of. You know, yes. like you're seeing them run up on the other side of the wall and he's on. The, it's just it's insane. It's it had to be such an impossibly hard series of shots to get. Mm. And I, I, I'm glad that you called that out because it's it just was so sick. I will um, be tuning into John Wick behind the wick, the behind the scenes <laughs> special. Yeah, I love it. I don't know what they would call it. I was trying to think of something <laughs> clever that's like a candle related pun, but I <laughs> I can't I can't think of anything. Maybe it'll come to me as we go through the episode. Yes, please. Okay. Um my we're gonna move over to director shoes now, which is the thing that we have notes for things we would change or things we, we didn't really agree with as, in terms of the choices that were made. Um, I think for me that, you know, there's a lot of press about the runtime of this movie and I feel that to an extent, but I, I, I don't want to simplify it down to it's just the runtime. Um, Cause people are saying, you know, it's, it's too long and this movie does feel noticeably longer than the rest of the movies in the John wick franchise and and very few high octane action movies are as long as this movie is um because it's kind of like horror where like you have to keep people on a knife's edge and people can only physically be on a knife's edge for so long uh without them just being like all right i no longer feel suspense that wasn't really so much my issue here it was more that um i actually felt like this movie was slightly and this is this is not a huge critique but slightly overstuffed with characters um just like there there were a few characters that they could have done without um that i expect will potentially come forward in potential spin-offs or sequels or what have you and that that was the reason that they were there uh, because some of them while while they make it work and there's actually like a, a decent story um, contribution by those characters in the film, you could have told a cleaner story without them. Um, so I, I I will mostly leave it at that. It's it's really it's not to the point where the movie is just like severely railroaded by that, but it's the fact that this is a very long movie and it is, it is kind of hard to keep your audience on that knife's edge for that long. And you're adding some filler in with your killer. And I think that they could have, uh, lightened up a little bit on that in my opinion. Very cool. Very good. Um, I think that there are some scenes in this film that are kind of stoic and I believe it also goes into effect with uh, with the, the overstuffing of characters. In fact, there's one particular character that could have been reduced down to, I don't know, like uh, I don't know, six minutes of screen time. And I think they got a full half hour of screen time. And I just don't, I don't agree with that choice. And all of the scenes with this character in a couple other sequences early on were just filled with, with a lack of intentional sound design. Um, I really hate it when there is, 
nothing going on. There's no characterization to the atmosphere that we're in. Like there is literal silence between characters and you can't hear air. You can't hear the wind. You can't hear a bird chirping. You can't hear um, a conversation of someone in the next room or shuffling. Uh, if you're, if you're in a big, uh, let's say mansion as, as John Wick is often in, <laughs> you can't hear people walking down the hall, whatever it might be. The sound design was, was off in, in a couple of, of scenes where there was critical conversation happening, but it was so silent that it took you out of it because there is something that needs to be done to distract the audience. It doesn't have to be like someone, are you okay, John? And there is this, everything okay. Like we don't need like another character, but we need a distraction to help engage us into this world. And that's the sound designer's job. And I feel like, again, three to four scenes of this, they dropped the ball and a character that could have been reduced down to minutes or even completely removed and replaced with um, a different person, which you'll never know because this is a spoiler free. Uh, <laughs> Ask review. us on discord. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So those are my director's shoes as uh, I am fully capable and um, uh, I have all of the credentials to be one. So there it is. Yeah. Especially for uh, you know, multi hundred million dollar action film where, the stunts are state of the art and, and things like that. I think you're ready to step into that role. I mean, if you've ever seen my kids get into character and fight me, you would know that I am capable. Of <laughs> your coaching, of your coaching is happening. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're beating me up. I like that note because there is a delicate balance with these movies. You know, there is only so much time with the way that this world is built and with, with the character choices that they've made, there's almost there's only so much time that you can stay in an extended sequence of dialogue before your time's up. It really feels like every time you're in one of those scenes, it's like, you know, they use the hourglass in this movie. It's like start the start the hourglass because we yep. got to get back back into it soon. It's just the way that these things are constructed. So um, I like that note a lot. All right, final thoughts and scores. Let's do this thing. John Wick Chapter Four, um, and then we'll do a quick. If you're down, Kirk, we can do a quick uh, ranking of the four. It doesn't have to be your final ranking, but just where you're at right now. Uh, I got my we, ranking. I got my ranking. These things shift. And then we're gonna then we're gonna play a game that's gonna rock your world, Cam. Yes, I'm I'm ready for that. Um, so my final thoughts. This to me is is uh, far and away the most visually appealing uh, entry in the John Wick franchise. I thought they were still. You know, they didn't rest on their laurels. There was still a lot of, of new elements they were bringing into the fold in this movie, some of which I don't want to mention just because they're such fun little surprises that uh, if you're an action movie fan, you it's one of those things that as you see it coming, you're like, oh, that's going to be cool, and it is. Um, so I think that the, you know, every single box that you expect to be checked by a John Wick movie, this movie checks it and then some in terms of Really stylish editing, excellent music, really good lighting. The color grading is phenomenal. Um, the you know the cinematography is great. It's just from a technical perspective, it's really well done. All of the um, location, like film film filming locations and set design and production design, it's excellent. I, I just think uh, like I'm going down the rubric, checking every box on that front. I do think this movie. Um, from a story perspective is is perhaps it's it's much more emotionally involved I think than than previous entries have been but it's not quite as tight as some of the others have been 
And um, it's almost like more could have been done on that end of it to sort of make this thing feel a little bit tighter because they're subs <sighs> tried so hard. I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything. So I'm, I'm going to play it safe, but I really do feel like it could have been a little bit tighter on the story front, on the character front, as I said, and uh, that would have gone a really long way. And I think for me would have made it like the consensus number one, John wick movie. I'm not ready to go there right now. Um, still really loved it. Still can't wait to sink my teeth into it again. It was a lot to take in on a first viewing. So I'm eager to see how my opinion changes as I kind of live with this movie a little bit more and live with it as part of a franchise. Because the one thing about this movie that I think, or, or one of the things I think is great about this movie is it's a great binge watch marathon mode entry, <laughs> which John wick already was. So this franchise is going to be a really great, uh, you know, rainy, cold weekend, throw all these on in rapid succession. It's just going to be super duper fun to do that. Um, so I, I do really enjoy that. But for me, I'm going 8.8 8, 8 on this movie. I think what really pushes it over and, and gets it super close to the 9 category is the technical prowess, which I thought was just out of this world. Just so fun, so stylish and beautiful. So that's where I'm at, 8.8. 8. 8.8. Beautiful. It's a beautiful score for a beautiful man. Let's just remind everyone out there that Cameron needs uh, some, some, <laughs> some emotional support. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here for you and we love you. Um, why, why we're talking about this during John Wick? I don't know. You would think that I don't know. I, listen, man, you of... brought us down this path. I, it's it's on you to, to rationalize at this point. You would think it'd be like some indie or some best picture, like thoughtful, uh, I don't know, whatever, or some kind of artistic film, which this is artistic, but it's just funny that it came on. Yeah, we're talking about John Wick. John Wick. We're going to talk about our feelings. And we're going to support each other emotionally during it. Let me talk about raising your self-esteem, man. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man, we're just fighting the toxic masculinity, which John Wick uh, fights against, even though he's a strong man. He, uh, he He's not there to be like, I'm just going to kill you because I can. He kills you because he needs to. That's the fact of the matter. Uh, chapter four. What, what, a, what a whirlwind. It is, uh, it is a little bit different, but a lot of the same. It is such a good installment, and... I can forgive a lot of things for this. A lot of times I will downgrade things so hard, so fast. If I get bored, as you guys have heard before, and this one had a lot of grace, I would say. Uh, so this, this film is fun. This film is fast. This film is important. Don't have to cast this one aside as a money grab. The story is continued as is such with, John Wick 1 to 2 to 3 and now to 4. So my final score for John Wick Chapter 4, 8.6 out of 10 kernels. Ooh, we were close. We Very were close. close. I was wondering. I was wondering where it would land. You squeezed out that point eight. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty close. Uh, let's do a quick ranking of the John Wick movies. And I can go first because I've had slightly more time to think about it with you just now reading your, your thoughts. But for me, I'm going 1 four three two oh okay got it one four three two for you yes mine would be one two mm. four three interesting 
I'll explain right now too because yeah, I'm, just, I'm just going to explain my bottom one. It's because in John Wick Chapter Three, it has the most choreographed scenes that are not practical, mm. and it made me angry. Yeah, yeah. So much of it is practical. It's the it's the motorcycle fight scenes, like yeah, the extended yeah, yeah. motorcycle fight scenes, which is and like cool. the knife throwing and stuff like that. In the that's the same one, right? Where. And I, I can get through the knife throwing because yeah. you know, like that still takes coordination, but it's um, yeah, there's like, there are CGI knives. You're right. There are CGI knives thrown. I'm like, that's fine. I'm fine with that. It really gets down to um, the, some of the horse, the horse riding and the, uh, uh, and the motorcycle scenes specifically is why three is on my bottom. Yeah. I put, I put two and three in a dead heat, honestly. And what pushes three over the edge for me is the final battle at the continental where good. Sharon is in full kill mode and they're like yeah. using continental as like, you know, protect this fort. I, I just, that set piece is just epic. I do love how they keep coming back into the vault. With yeah. And is having a drink. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, <laughs> they're like more battered and more messed up every time. It's so good. I need more ammo. <laughs> and he's like, go look around, select. Oh man. What a franchise. But, it's, it's just so fun. Gosh, I'm, I'm jealous of you. Cause I really wanted to watch all the movies, but I had like some business travel and just overall busy busyness. And now I'm like, well, I, I want to do it again, but then I have to go back to the theater to watch four to cap it off, which is fine. I mean, I'm ultimately okay with that, uh, but I need to get into it because it's just such a blast. Such Amazing. a blast. All right, let's get into this game, Kirk. I, I'm, I'm excited. The game is called Body Count, Kirk. I'm going to let you yeah. take it from here. This is called Body Count. You know, with all of the films out in the world it's always easy to wonder what has the most of what we we always think of things in superlatives like um, uh, not to be crass, but a lot of times people like to count cuss words in films Yeah, and it's like, why? But whatever we do it, we do it to find out where we place ourselves in the world and in conjunction with the art that we see. And of course, as is such with films where there are massive amounts of, uh, fatalities right the of how many bad guys die or how many people get killed on screen and that this is uh, of course something that people are always interested in john wick yes i i would do the body counts for john wick however one of them is part of this contest so cam you are going to go toe to toe with a couple of uh movies i'm going to give you two movies okay and you have to tell me which movie has the higher body count okay 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 and if you can guess the number uh, within, let's say, 20 yeah. of what you think the body count is in the winning film, I'll give you a little prize. And uh, I don't know what that <laughs> prize is. <laughs> That's a lie. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Or maybe I will continue to bring you Nerds Gummy nerds, Clusters. That's what I was going to say. Is it going to be a, a fun-sized bag of Nerds Gummy Clusters? <laughs> if bring... so, I will fight to the death to win it. I always uh, this has become our ritual, which is hilarious because the I don't it was just this year and a little bit back in 2022 is that they finally made the nerds gummy clusters in not the giant bag and so I was like hey man do you like these two I'll, I'll get you some and every week I would just get them for I would ask him <laughs> but now I've just gotten them for him to the point where Cam sat down and I just handed him the bag didn't I didn't speak. even say anything yeah I just I was just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> like this is our night it's it, this is how it must happen yeah it's true and i bring nothing to this relationship he gives me gummy clusters and i give him i don't know just like verbal abuse from time to time something like that <laughs> there we go you give me company and then well i do buy the i do buy the tickets a lot of times i do buy you the do. i like not buy the tickets but i arrange the tickets like I'll, you handled the logistics, the logistics. Of our movie going. that's yes. what I'll, I'll i'll that'll be my contribution that sounds that sounds almost <laughs> almost fair <laughs> so that's the bet you you get to continue to enjoy the gummy clusters yes. or if you fail miserably i will uh forbid you one week of i'm on parole clusters. yeah that's that's fair i like that yep. all right here we go the first one the first uh battle if you <laughs> per se Let's start with our our wonderful review that we just got done with John Wick Four, Chapter Four, mm. and The Last Samurai, starring Tom Cruise. Also has uh, yeah. another another family member from not family member, but another member of John Wick that we that I did not know was in it, but his name is Hiroyuki Sonata. And man, can that man fight! Yeah, that's so. Awesome. Which has the higher body count, John Wick Four or The Last Samurai? And can you get close within twenty? No way I can get close. But man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. They they both are R-rated, if I remember correctly. Definitely. Yes. Uh, thinking about The Last Samurai again. Definitely R-rated. Um, I felt, I to me, I felt like the body count in Chapter 4 was absurd. I felt like it was extensive. Uh, like, even compared to previous... John Wick films, like, I feel like if you told me legitimately that more people died than words were said by John Wick in that movie, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be totally surprised. I, I doubt that's the case, but I wouldn't be totally surprised. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go John Wick chapter four, and I'm going to say the numbers like, I don't know, 200. Okay. Okay. You got your sound effects ready? Yes. You are incorrect. Dang it. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> the tricky part with John Wick is that I think now this is on screen kills. We don't always see it's true. people die, right? A lot of so times they, it's just like kicking them in the head and they go on their merry way. Right. And in The Last Samurai, there is an epic battle at the end of this film. That's where, true. Are you ready for this? Which one do you want first? I'm going to give you the the loser first. John yeah. Wick Four has a body count of 140 characters. Ooh, okay, I wasn't that far off. It's not. No. It's not terrible. The Last Samurai has 558 <laughs> confirmed kills. Confirmed kills. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes. I need to rewatch that movie. But yeah, Pretty there is, there is. I, I remember that scene. There, but there's a lot going on there. So yes. somebody must have slowed it down. And been like, okay, you know, they're looking at the back of the frame, watching people get murked. I respect it. Like knife through the head, beheading. <laughs> Musket crazy. shot. That's crazy, man. <laughs> next one, the next battle. Of course, everyone's favorite director, uh, Zack Snyder in the 300. Oh, 300. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> and Lord of the Ring, Return of the King. Just a heads up. These are big numbers. Yeah, huge, huge. Well, I almost certainly think it has to be Lord of the Rings Return of the King because you're talking about, I mean, you're talking about massive armies here. Massive armies of orcs, etc. 
and you see many, many, many of them die. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're in Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. The um, the army of the undead comes through like a tornado from hell and yep. just like <laughs> kills everybody in like a giant cyclone. So I'm like, the body count has to be absurd. Um, I'm I'm going Return of the King, and I feel like the number is probably like north of it's almost certainly north of ten thousand, in my opinion. Okay, gotcha. Well, you are correct on the film. Good job. It is yeah. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Um, let's go the lower count. So 300. This is hilarious to me. The, the film 300 has 600 confirmed kills. Wow. Double the number of what it is. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings, Return of the King has 836 confirmed, confirmed kills. kills. That's what's going to throw That's, me every time. It's like... That's right. I know they're fighting huge armies and many of them are presumed dead, but confirmed kills. Yeah, that's probably fair. Confirmed on screen kills on screen kills. That's right. Now let's go to one that you would never suspect this lineup. Are you ready at this battle? (laughs) Yes, I think so. The first film, the lion, the witch and the wardrobe. Nice. That one I think is rated PG. I believe it is. I, I, because I, I remember being like, "How are they going to do this?" But, um, yeah, okay. I think they not until like Prince Caspian do we get a PG thirteen rating. Maybe even yep. one after that. Uh huh. And then, um, keeping in with uh, kids themed, you know, the battle can only be up against a kids themed movie. Uh, Team America. I want to see <laughs> the body count against Team America. So I'm going to have to say I bet I'm, I'm betting the body count for both films is low. Like it is low, sub one hundred. Yes. Is where I would go. And they're close. Yes. And they're you close. Are correct on all accounts. Man. I'm going to have to go Team America. Okay. But I'm going to say the count's like 30. Okay. Okay. Great guess. Incorrect. Dang. <laughs> My boy Aslan was messing people up. You want just chomping just them, chomping them to bits. <laughs> Team America had seventy-eight okay. on-screen kills. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe PG eighty-six. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. Not a single drop of blood. Not one. Not None. one drop of blood. <laughs> Not permitted, ladies and gents. Not permitted. Permitted as all at all. Let's go with uh, a big fan favorite. You know, there are lots of you know different ways to die in Star Wars. Oh my! Um, I, I just suddenly thought of you know the dumb ways to die. Song. <laughs> yep. One of my faves out there in the social meds. And let's take a look at two films from the original trilogy. Okay. On an Ocam, which has a higher body count. Star Wars: A New Hope, Episode Four, or Star Wars: Return. Of the Jedi episode six. Mm. So in Return of Je- Return of the Jedi, you've got the you know you, you've got the the pit. You've also got Endor. You know with the 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 Ewoks the Ewoks racked up a few on their own right, throwing spears and rocks at people and stuff. A lot of, a lot of stormtroopers died in that battle. They did for sure. But there is a there's a decent amount of carnage in in the first Star Wars movie. Rebels just getting messed up. Um, Not counting, you know, Leia's home planet. Right, Alderaan. <laughs> Millions. <laughs> no, <laughs> ten million. 
I'm going to go Return of the Jedi just because I feel like there are tons of on-screen um, Sarlacc-related deaths and mm. also, or, uh, you know, like during that battle, as well as uh, Ewok, death, deaths at the hands of the Ewoks. I mean, a lot of people dar- die by the Sarlacc, but as we know, there's someone who escapes it. That's true. He d- Oh, that's true. He doesn't actually die. Yeah. yeah. Do any of them die? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? He can never digest them. He just spits them out. I don't know, a couple of weeks later, and we'll find out <laughs> through all the extra spinoffs. This one was very close in in numbers as well. A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Do you have a number, Cam? Oh, I would say it's going to be way wrong. 105. Okay, you're in the for, ballpark. For Return of the Jedi. I, I, when I was thinking of this, as I was getting it ready, I was taking number guesses myself, and I was very wrong. I was. A it's very hard. Wrong. Confirmed yes. kills is hard. Yes, and your choice is once again, Return of the Jedi. Yes, that is incorrect. Man, I think I only got one right. <laughs> You're so close. We'll do one more after this, but Return of the Jedi had sixty nine on screen kills. Star Wars: nice. A New Hope had seventy five. Just sque- squeaked right above there. Wow, that's that's tight. That. I think yeah. I think probably probably because when they end up on, you know, in the Death Star in a New Hope, that's there's there's a decent amount of stormtrooper deaths happening there. Yes. Han Solo and Chewie take out quite a few they on do. their own actually when they're in that one room. Yeah. They yeah. Do. That makes sense to me now. Just a few more. Just a few more. Okay, final one. This one's great. This Let's one's going to be lots of fun. You guys ready? It's going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm. ladies and gentlemen, and Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I recall a good number of people dying in Raiders. Um, but Titanic, sheesh. There's one death I remember in Titanic very vividly to this day, Which and one? that's the one where the guy falls off the top, hits the propeller on the way down. Brutal. It's one of those movie experiences where you are in shock and you're like, oh my gosh, this actually happened. And then audibly, the audience laughs in that moment because everyone's so uncomfortable. I remember seeing, uh, I was in speech team in high school and there was this like, uh, they were like making up like sequels that shouldn't be made and Titanic was one of them. And they had to like (laughs) sing a song. And the the lyric goes, my favorite part was when that guy hit the propeller. And (laughs) I tell you, one of the best jokes I've ever heard in my life. So great. I love it. I'm going to go with Titanic. I'm going to take Titanic. And I, I would I would say I feel like the body count for that has to be sub sub one hundred. Like okay. closer to like fifty, but that could be dead wrong. Okay. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna give you another chance on your number there. I'm not gonna tell you if you're even right, if this if the if Titanic is the higher count or not. Okay. But just I'm gonna, remember it was a it was a ship full of I people. know it was, but how many of them do we see die? Yeah. Well, we know two propeller guy and All Jack. Right, I'll go one forty because I feel okay. like you're saying that because I'm way low. Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to give you the chance, but it doesn't matter because you are correct. Yes. Titanic outweighs the body count to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Lost Ark has a whopping 84. Hey, that's respectable. On screen, right? The first first installment of Indiana Jones. And then, of course, Titanic has 307 deaths. Holy sheesh. Well, yeah. Because we know how many people die, and we see many of them die, I suppose. 
And what better way to end the podcast than uh, talking about the deaths of a real life story? That yeah, I, that's good. I think that's that's the best way to give you a great a great upper optimistic uh, view on life. As <laughs> and you go I was into I was day. I was right about. It. <laughs> so I feel happy, even though yes. all those people tragically died. Oh well, <laughs> it was it was, it was a long time ago. I wasn't even I wasn't even a, a twinkle in anyone's eye at that point. In your so. great 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 <laughs> great grandparents. <laughs> Not even in that old lady from the Titanic's eye. Uh, you know, it's at, been at eighty four years <laughs> exactly. Great game, Kirk. I was absolutely abysmally horrible at it but it was super fun and it makes me i i have to go back and watch some of these now i'm gonna start counting actually when we were watching john wick um at one point he's given a gun and told that it holds 21 uh 21 rounds and Mm -hmm. i was counting to see if the reloads were on point but it was hard to tell because they would cut and then he'd be doing something with the gun and you can't tell if he just reloaded or or what have you but this is what i need to do now is like go watch the lord of the rings and be like one two three four five six (laughs) seven eight nine ten (laughs) because that's somebody's doing it apparently that's insane it's insane and then like you i I double checked these numbers too like i looked on multiple sources and the numbers match identically so i don't know if they just trusted (laughs) one guy to do it there is like an official bureau for these things out there uh (laughs) But seriously, I felt like so many people died in John Wick 4, but I guess you never know if somebody's like, I mean, some of them you definitely know are dead, but some you, you don't really know. So, Final John Wick uh, body counts per film. John Wick 1, 77. John Wick Chapter 2, 128. John Wick 3, Parabellum, 94. And John Wick 4, 140, taking the kill count to the next level. Yeah, way up, way up there. Interesting. That's That's good to know. Well, thanks, Kirk. That was a fun one. And thank you all for listening to our spoiler-free review of John Wick and our our super fun body count game. Uh, If you perform better than me, which is highly likely, I would say, let us know what your your score was on that. And if you were in the ballpark, I need to teach me your ways. Please, please teach me your ways. But (laughs) we'll be coming at you again next week with our review of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, which is coming to theaters this week week hard to believe that's already here but it is and we'll have uh what's popping coming for you very soon to get back into the movie and tv news as well but thank you guys so much for listening and as always we'll leave you with a special thanks to our executive producer ryan spriggs as well as the fantastic band rhetoric who created our original music catch them anywhere you listen to music and we will catch you next week talk to you then